Jackie Chan. We're Jackie Chan. That's right. This week, it's no better topic I can think to do than why Jackie Chan Adventures is the most awesome Saturday morning cartoon to ever air on television. There are others that came close, but Joshua has come to the idea that it is the best. And because I just couldn't myself tell you it was the best, I've brought a special guest to tell you why it's also the best. Now, everyone, let me tell you something, man. Like, Jackie Chan Adventures is, like, the greatest thing ever. Like, I can't understand this, man. I don't think anybody can like this. This is a great show, man. I mean, fight like a fight on, man. We don't listen to that. They don't watch that. They don't even know. I've went and got Meatwad from Aqua Teen Hunger Force to talk about why Jackie Chan Adventures <laughs> is, is the, the best, best show. show ever. You're right, but look, man, I'm telling you, man, it's the best show ever. Meanwhile, you are wild today. I'm always wild. I'm wild, man. I just roll around and kind of just through my thing, man. What you want me to do? Meanwhile, you, you, you were wilding out. But uh, actually, we actually have our friend Scott in the studio here with us today. He has such a perfect Meatwad impersonation, we had to show it off. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. You were a big fan of the Jackie Chan Adventures when it was on TV. Oh, yeah. I'm a giant fan. I watched it all the time. Because we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. We were just talking about TV, and I brought up Jackie Chan Adventures. And you were like, yeah, this and that and this and that. And you remember this and that. And you were like pulling stuff. I was like, I don't even remember that. And you were like, I remember every single episode. I, I probably watched them all religiously when it was Saturday morning ten years ago. But it was the time before DVRs and the internet. So, like, I had to wake up. I like, remember I was upset if Jackie Chan Adventures, like, I didn't catch the episode. But then they started playing them in the afternoon at, like, 4 o'clock. So, like, every day at 4 o'clock be home to watch Jackie Chan Adventures because they would play the last four episodes every week in a new episode on Saturday. So I've watched some of the episodes like a billion times. I completely understand. Now see, the reason I even remember all of this is because I had a job as a night shift manager at a hotel and I did two hours of actual work and six hours of Netflix a night and got paid for it. It was a great, great job ever. And I just literally sat down and I've watched all of South Park, all of American Dad, and Jackie Chan Adventures popped up and I was like, I have to watch all of this. And you're like, how long ago did you say you watched that show? When it, when Netflix did the whole thing? Probably about two years ago. That's the thing, it's like, it's a, clearly a kid's cartoon show. But as a grown adult, we just watched four episodes of it. We just watched four episodes from season three to try to, try to get boned back up on everything Jackie Chan Adventures. Like to watch more episodes, but. We got a good four in before we talk about the show. And I was 100% entertained the entire time it was on. I was, it was great. It, it was great. I it was like, was. I didn't, I kind of started this topic as a joke, but once I started doing the research, I was like, this actually kind of was one of the greatest cartoon shows on the Saturday morning. Oh yeah, it was entertaining. I mean, you had little snippets from Jackie Chan coming in, and it's like, oh, well, he's actually very accomplished. And he does all kinds of crazy things. Jackie Chan Adventures, it was a show, if you don't know, maybe you don't, it's been a long time. It's on Netflix, it's on Crackle, you can go watch it. This is basically us advertising the fact that you should, because it's worth your time. It it's really great. is. You should totally watch this. So, like, from the late 80s to the early 2000s, there was this wave of action heroes getting their own cartoons. Like, Chuck Norris had Delta Force. I think there was some Jet Li cartoon show at some point where... Is loosely based, like Street Sharks was based off somebody. Oh, yes. Um, some boxer was in. You had a lot of those action heroes. Do you remember the show with Wayne Gretzky and they were all like the All Star team? Yeah. 
every week. Yeah. And then there was an Evil Knievel cartoon show. Well, I kind of spin off of that. So out of that kind, at the like tail end of this sort of let's put a celebrity show in the morning or cartoon, they had Jackie Chan Adventures, and it was Jackie Chan plays Jackie Chan, <laughs> and he has a niece Jade and an, a crazy uncle. And he goes on these adventures to save the world every single week. Oh, and he's led by a secret government agency that technically doesn't exist. Like real life. And that's, like, the other thing. It's like martial arts. It's a spy with with magic. They sort of just basically wrap every single Jackie Chan movie into one Saturday morning cartoon show. They also attach kick. They also give kids spy powers. Remember, he was, in a, he was in a movie where he was a spy and he had to take care of a kid. Is it, yeah, they just they just flip the rules. Yeah, they actually accidental spy. Accidental spy. Yeah, I think he does everything in this cartoon show except put on a magic tuxedo that makes him good at fighting. Every single Jackie Chan famous role. We watched an episode that had the monkey in it. Oh yeah, that monkey was crazy. Monkey King, like every single part of somehow they roll it all into this Saturday morning cartoon show. It is delicious, delicious television bubblegum. It's fun to watch. It's it's upbeat. It teaches you some weird, obscure information. It teaches some weird, obscure information. Like about the god in, like, the southern Americas. Quetzalcoatl. Quetzla. Quetzla. Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. Ah, oh, that's a... That's a mouthful. Man, I, I gotta get my mouth ready for Game of Thrones next week. Like, I'm gonna mouth exercises. <laughs> <laughs> Quetzalcoatl. Tigarius de Ferro de Fourth. We got, a, we got a couple of those names in here that pop up from time to time. We wouldn't be the TV feels if we just talked about how awesome Jackie Chan Adventures is. We got we to gotta mention some downsides, because it's what we do. We got to dig deep here, and we got to get nitpicky. But I don't want to. But I'm going to do it anyway, so we're going to do it right now and get it out of the way. Okay, I've got something. The fact is, Jackie Chan himself does not actually really fight so much as he avoids punches and use objects to make you mess up. <laughs> yeah, what did I, I call it an object day? <laughs> yeah, you called it an object day. That's, see, I can see that was a downside of the show, and also a cool thing about the show is the show perfectly captures Jackie Chan's style. Like, in all ways, that character is just Jackie Chan. I agree 100% with that. And But some of the things that he does, though. Y- yeah, there was one scene where for about 25 minutes, he does not throw a punch or a kick in an entire episode but yet defeats every single bad guy. And when he does, he's, fi- he's fighting, like, chi monsters with, like, super hammers and axes and stuff. Yeah, he beats one guy with a swing set, one guy with a slide, one guy with a dog leash. It's almost like Jackie Chan has the Spider-Man ability of so much he doesn't fight you, he leaps away and lets you defeat yourself. He is kind of like the Asian version of Spider-Man. He very much is. Yeah. Are you, can you pick out some of these, uh, some nitpicks there, Noah? The show is a tad... <laughs> Not politically politically c- correct. This it, sh- it makes a few jokes that are tad offensive. The show may it's stereotyping majorly, but it was the nineties. It was the two thousands. the two. I see. I thought it was the nineties too, but then the show started making nineties jokes. Yeah, and so it came out in like two thousand. I didn't enjoy that. That's this my childhood. We watched season three. Yeah, so I but, think it came out in two thousand though. Like a 2000 and random 2000 to 2003. Maybe it came out in 99. So it ran in that kind of time period there where, yeah, sometimes you see its age. And there is some stereotypical offensiveness that really wouldn't pass today. 
But can't we say that of every show from yesteryear? Really, we can. Yeah, because, I mean, if you ever really, like, I had to bring this up, I'm sorry, Rugrats. The main doctor in Rugrats' name was Lipshits. Did nobody catch that? Like, I mean, literally. I never thought of that until I was an adult, and I watched it, and I'm like, the doctor's name is Lipshits. That was just in there for the adults. Rugrats has some offensive Jewish stereotyping involved in there. Oh, very much so, yes. I have my own personal crazy fan theory about Rugrats that is totally mind-blowing. I feel like I might derail the whole conversation with this one. Should I go Should I go through with it anyways? Yeah, well, you might as well. Derailing's fun. Okay, so, I know you came here to talk about Jake Chan, but I'm talking about Rugrats now. It's my show. Suck it. <laughs> I have a personal theory that the Rugrats, all the Rugrats in the cartoons are actually dead. I've had this one, I've had the theory for a while, but there was a couple of guys on the internet sort of pieced it together, and they had, like, their own theories, and watching it since I was a big Rugrats fan, I went back and watched some of this stuff. The theory goes that all the Rugrats are are basically stillborn, or died at a young age. And that's why the show goes on for multiple years, but they never age. That's why the kids talk to each other, and Angelica sees and plays with their ghosts. And that's why Angelica cries, whines, and complains to her parents, but like, she always blames it on Tommy and the kids, and you know how the parents always, like, shake their heads at him? It's because Tommy's not real. They're like, Tommy's been dead for two years. And if you go back, and this is, you go back and you watch, the more you watch, the more the theory makes sense. It does make sense. Like, ever since I just even read a couple of them, I literally, like, me and my girlfriend watch it almost every night before I go to bed. And I'm telling you, man, it's just completely crazy. But the reason why she's so nuts, though, is because she has the worst parents ever. Yes, honey, okay, honey. Jonathan loses the kids for how long? Yeah, she does sort of have the worst parents ever. Yeah, they're just neglectful, and she just was like, I'm going to take this out in some serious emotional trauma. That's why she can see ghosts. Exactly. She's so broken on the inside, she can see dead people. <laughs> I would say... I would say it's like one of those weird horror movie theory stories, is this is the scene where the expert shows up and explains it to you, is that you would say, those closest to death are easiest to see the ghost. So the very young and the very old are able to see ghosts, while everyone in the middle sort of passes them over. And that's why Angelica can see all of the kids, and that's why none of the parents can. That makes sense. But well, the grandpa, I was gonna say, grandpa... The grandpa is the only person you really see interact with the kids, and the reason he's the dad's down in the basement all day making toys is because his kid died, so he makes toys for his son that died. Uh, yeah, you can go on and on yeah, and on. Yeah, it's... Yeah. There are definitely some crazy fan theories, and... But isn't there a scene where he has contact with his father, and his father hands him a screwdriver? Uh, okay, now, there are some of those... There are some of the earlier scenes, but what they say is that those are flashbacks they're having to before... He passed away. I mean, like you, I, I've read through forum and forum and forum and done some looking because I've been doing research for our fan theory show. Yeah, is to assemble the craziest fan theories ever written That's into awesome. one show. So I've been doing a lot of research on all these old TV shows and especially cartoons. People find the weirdest things in cartoons, but it's it's greatness though. Also, I have to say this. I noticed this the other day. Tommy Pickles. Where's a bow tie? He had one of the little red caps. He uses a screwdriver to open things. His imagination lets him travel to any time, any place he wants. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's the doctor. 
Did you just say Tommy Pickles is Doctor Who? Yes. It makes sense they're all dead. All Everyone who he ever loved, or anyone on his planet was dead. And he's the only one that can see them because he's the only one that can travel to the time because he has the only time machine that got out. Whoa, that one... See? That's, I'm, that's going on the list for my research when we do fan theories. But I... Not to derail this too much anymore with crazy fan theories. That'll be another episode. Tune in. You got a little bit of preview of that episode we've been working on. Back to how much I love Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh, Jackie the talismans Chan. are the best. Man, let me tell you, man, Jackie Chan is just some great... Look, oh, man, I just can watch it all day, man. If I like a shirt, they'll just be like, nah, that's some bull... I'll be like, nah, you watch this, man. You know what he's doing. So, the... <laughs> the main storyline follows, basically... Jackie Chan tries to collect these 12 talismans, which are a symbol for each one of the Zodiac signs. And this goes for about five seasons. There's about 50 episodes of it. And every episode is the same, but I wonder why it is extremely watchable to me. It's the action scenes. Is it? Is it the action? Also, I think you, you really want to see the powers of, of the things and the items. Well, you, you have to admit, the storyline itself is very interesting, because you really don't know what's going to happen, because you you know something's going to happen, but you're not quite sure on how they're going to do it. That's it, true. It The writing is very good, in the fact that it's very predictable, but they always give me that... Okay, do you remember Saturday morning cartoons? There was a, sort of a pattern for a while of every... Before every commercial break, it was like the end of the world. Like, that's how every Saturday morning cartoon was. Oh, yeah. You watched it, commercial break, bum, 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 Jackie's in trouble. And at some point, even as a kid, you started to be like, no, he's not. He's going to get out. I'm going to come back from commercial break. It, Yo. Even though Jackie Chan manages to play that trope throughout its entire season run. Like I said, in some ways it's very dated, but to see how well it deals with that transition, every commercial break, it comes back. Something interesting happens. Like, they always have an interesting solution. Uh, they always have a neat way to get them out, like, randomly making the people in the, chi- uh, the Dark Chi Warriors. Weird. Okay, well, how about, like, on the first episode, he literally takes a shield and goes out the side parachute of, like, <coughs> just a chute of a building where it's collapsing in and a giant boulder is going to crush it. <coughs> and he escapes by literally sliding on a shield down pretty much on the outside. That's like what's... I mean, that's what's about it is Jackie Chan is so fun to watch even in cartoon form. He's, like, he's famous for doing some of the craziest stunts ever recorded on film. And the cartoon show, like, I don't know if they rotoscoped him or captured him in some way. I'm sure he came into a studio or the the people on the production of the team were just told to watch infinite hours of Jackie Chan. They had to, right? That's still enjoyable, though. It it is. But the, like, it Chan. captures every one of his motions perfectly. And it's like almost like Jackie Chan was born to be a cartoon. Because his cartoony style fits so much better in the show. Well, no, you're right. Because he is, like, his personality itself is he is pretty cartoony and he loves kids. And this is something he really wanted to do. And he did it quite well, honestly. I mean, it was on for five seasons, which... For, there, ain't, there ain't many cartoons on TV for five seasons. Oh, yeah. Like, you go back and watch episodes. Cartoon, Saturday morning cartoons get, like, two episodes. Even when you talk, like, everyone remembers certain shows, like, they'll always talk about them, like, Transformers and stuff. Well, I mean, the original Transformers had three seasons. 
Three seasons in a movie, I think. Well, look at the Power Rangers. They're still going, but their seasons are crap. That's Yu-Gi-Oh. true. It's true. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon, so... Well, Pokemon's just... It should have been shot in its heart many, many, many... Yeah, Pokemon I take back what I said. Apparently some Saturday morning cartoon shows just won't die. Oh, how about the... What is this? this I, I don't even know what the Yu-Gi-Oh's on now. They got some weird crap name for it. God only knows. See, after Jackie Chan Adventures, Yu-Gi-Oh came on. So I used to always watch now, Yu-Gi-Oh. See, but Yu-Gi-Oh was good when Jackie it first Chan. started. Like, b- back when you had Yu-Gi and Joey and all them, you were excited to see that because it's like, oh yeah, but I like dragon all the way. That yeah, that first season is super awesome. Creative, the solutions are creative, the artwork's good. But recently, because it was on Hulu, I watched all of Yu-Gi-Oh GX. Um, Not just some of the episodes, all 150 episodes. Oh my. It's, yeah, because, well, this isn't called the TV feels for nothing. <laughs> but I told you I watched a lot of TV. I did not lie. <laughs> so I watched all the episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Why I did that to myself, I don't know. But in the same way, I can say I'm sad Jackie Chan only has five seasons. Thinking back to Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, I'm very happy at the same time. Because those Saturday morning cartoon shows that have gone on and on become so horrible. Oh yeah, their quality just keeps going down. Like, I'm a villain, I'm gonna defeat you, play okay. card! For instance, I was playing Pokemon Black. There's literally a Pokemon that is a trash bag that turns into a trash bag that has busted. Yeah, I have I have heard they released an entire TV show for X or Y. They released a new series of Pokemon cartoons. Yes. And I have heard it is, maybe, the worst cartoon ever made. But at the same time, is it because do I like to look back at Jackie Chan? favorably because of nostalgia, or is it that cartoons just aren't as good all the time? You have to be in the mood for certain cartoons. Yeah, there's a good bit of having to be in the mood. (laughs) Okay, so, like, I remember Jackie Chan favorably, I remember a couple other shows favorably, but when I go back and watch some of the newer stuff, I just, like, ma, this is horrible. Uh, what about, like, that Uncle Grandpa? It makes me just, oh my god, like... I'm starting to wonder if some of the creators of cartoons are literally tripping on acid, and then just being like, oh, this is a great idea, cartoon, and they just give them money. Yeah, I have heard a couple people say this. They said it's like kind of, if you go back and watch all the 70s and like early 80s cartoon shows, every cartoon seemed like the creators got together, did a whole bunch of drugs, and then made a show for kids. And you might say like, Josh, you're crazy. Like, I'll give you an example of a show you think of as a regular show. Did you go back and watch it? You will say, those people were on drugs. Watch, go watch, like, Fat Albert. <laughs> you go back and watch Fat Albert, you're like, uh, what? Oh, yeah. Family Matters. Yeah, you well, Family, Ma- Family Matters is really just a cartoon with live action. But you go back and watch some of those episodes from those cartoons from that time period, Dino Wars. <laughs> Street Sharks, Big Bad, Big Bad Beetleboards. Man, I love Street Sharks, though. <laughs> They just literally came up off the ground, and they were just like, we're just going to destroy things. That's what they did. Even some of the later seasons of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Krag is a brain who builds a suit, but then hangs out in the stomach? At crotch level. <coughs> at crotch level? You just stare at your dick and make you feel sad. I'm judging your dick. You are tiny. And the people are like, ah, he's like, I'm Krag. You're dead. Yeah, if you don't remember, there was, Krag is like this little... I died. Brain. Yeah. Or go back and even like Rescue Rangers. Oh God. Ducktales. You can watch a couple of those episodes and be like, uh, What about? Don't you disrespect Rescue Rangers? You remember that one? Oh, I, 
Now, Rescue Rangers is great, but you go back and watch it, and you're like, I'm pretty sure those artists were on drugs. Because like, they put they put all kinds of trippy stuff in those cartoons. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. like how they would fly into <laughs> tornadoes and be like, it's okay, man, you're going down in a store. I think SpongeBob kind of has carried that on for a while. But I think looking at... Spongebob was written for for adults. Spongebob was written for adults. So it was like Scooby-Doo was another example, I would say. <laughs> I love Scooby-Doo. There's definitely some uh, influences Johnny on Scooby-Doo. I think Johnny Car- Bravo is just like the biggest douche in the sorry, <laughs> I hate Johnny Bravo. You don't like Johnny Bravo? I cannot stand Johnny Bravo. Uh, Chick Magnet, bro. No, the dude is literally the biggest idiot in the world. He's like, how you doing, baby? And it's like, why? No. He has probably some of the, the best jokes I've, I've ever seen in a cartoon. See, Johnny Bravo was also very an adult cartoon, though. And I remember as a kid, I didn't like it. And as I went back and watched it as an adult, the older I got, the more I liked Johnny Bravo. Let me see, I haven't watched it as an adult. I remember as a kid, oh. I was like, so dumb. There's an episode where he goes to this karate school, and he beats everyone up at karate school with the one-hand smack-a-doo. <laughs> Alright. And I didn't realize, and his whole, his whole chick... It's kind of like Don Mazzetti the cartoon, though. <laughs> that stuff that I was like, alright, I see what they were doing. It's like they were shooting at a much older audience. And maybe they're, I've seen some cartoons now that are coming back that try to do that, like the Flat Flapjack show in the regular show. Uh, Flapjack got canceled. Yes, I like Flapjack. Flapjack got canceled? Yeah. Like, shut down. Flapjack, I would see it, it on, and it would be so weird. Oh, Chowder. At the same time, I would like it. Adventure I Time. I, I can't stand Chowder. Chowder. Chowder was trippy. I, I admit it was trippy, but I just, I, I don't know. I'd rather watch Flapjack than that. Reg- regular show may be I one of the best shows to come out in modern times. A head with arms and legs talking and has the power to use the brain's mental powers to stop things. Where does that come out? Do you just think, let's make a giant head, give it arms and legs, and have it be a person who was born. That's a character in the show, in regular show. In regular show? Like, there's a whole big episode about it. They're... I felt like the boss comes He's called, out like, Mr. Big Head. show, and it's, like, literally a succubus. It's insane. I think my favorite episode of regular show was one where they had a rap battle. Yeah. And the father, who's a bubblegum machine, has a rap battle and defeats all the other, like, wannabe rappers. Wannabe rappers. Have you seen Ugly Americans? I have seen the Ugly Americans. It's hilarious. It's so wrong on every level. It's it's pretty. Fu- I feel like Ugly Americans always me just miss the mark. It's a good show, but I'm always watching it, going like, yeah, this is like it's just missing because it wants to be Futurama. It, it almost does. is. It almost is Futurama, but I'm like, man, it's just it falls a little short for me. It it does fall short because they could have done so much more with it, and they just. They didn't. They they held back. And if they hadn't held back, and they just would have completely went off the wall with it, it would have been amazing. Because you could do anything in that world. They should have done more drugs. And they just had the, uh... Oh, what was I that agree. show that just got cancelled by Dan Burberry? Dan Rakasha's show? Oh, yeah. Oh, Brickleberry. Brickleberry. Love that show. Hilarious. See, that I didn't is, like that show. That what? show, I feel like it was the opposite of Ugly Americans. It was good... But what what stopped it from being like truly a great show like Jackie Chan Adventures? <laughs> See, we're still a topic. <laughs> was the fact that <laughs> it had the ob- it always went too far. Oh yeah. Had they just not gone as far a couple times, I think it would have been funnier. And this show just seems like it's so hardcore out to offend people 
it forgot to be funny. But I find that hilarious because it offends so many people, and I'm just like, I see the humor in all of this. I, I can kind of see that, and I, I see the appeal to but Daniel Tosh. Know. I see the appeal why Daniel Tosh is funny, but to me, I, I don't. A lot of people think Daniel Tosh is funnier than I think he is. I that agree. Like sense. I don't like his stand up. I'm not gonna lie. But Brickleberry was pretty good, and his show's okay. Yeah, because it seems like he. There's been some episodes of Tosh Porno that had me rolling on the floor. Oh yeah. And there's been other times where I'm like, why are you going so far out of your way to offend me, Daniel Tosh? Like I, I get it. I'm supposed to be offended. Please stop. Like, completely naked in the should write a letter to him and just tell him that. He might actually read it. <laughs> on the show? Yeah, he might be like, some, some idiot sent this. He'll be like, dear guys on a podcast that isn't as cool as my TV show, go fuck yourself. That's probably exactly what he would tell us, too. Yeah. Or, yeah. He would, or he would shit in an envelope and send it to us. Well, that'd be pretty cool. Maybe we could bronze it and say we have Daniel Tosh's shit. That's right. I'm sure some crazy fan would buy it. I'm sure I could say I put up with Daniel Tosh's shit. <laughs> That's a feat. You just hang it above the mic. I mean, he already does that every time I watch a stand-up, so... <laughs> what oh. would the difference be? Dan <laughs> oh. or Tosh, if you're listening, which obviously you are. We're awesome like that. Because you got nothing else going on in your life. Yeah, you heard me. Suck it. Hateful son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not hateful, it's just the truth. I mean, he really does have nothing else going on in his life. Yeah, I can't, I can't hate on two Dan or Tosh too much. I like to save all my hate. We're Sky from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. True, you do. <laughs> Every single week. You do, though. <laughs> I really do. I, I, like, I'll dislike some characters, and I, I'll let them slide on it, and then I say, I tend to focus so much on, if I find a character I don't like, I just focus so much hate on them. See, I focus all my hate on a woman I work with. She thinks she is, like, God's gift to man, and I'm just like, oh my god, I wouldn't touch you with a hobo's man's dick. She's just all the time, like, running her mouth like she's hot, and I'm just like, no, no, you're not. I tell her to shut her mouth all the time. I'm like, no, just shut up, walk away. I don't want to hear your bullshit. I'm not in this. Go. And then El Toro told the Chi Warriors <laughs> to shut their mouths, and he was like, El Toro, and he beat their asses. And we're back to Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> I have that where I have people who I have to work with that get on my nerves, but I won't express my anger to them. I'll save all my anger and, For point, Sky. and point it at Sky. Or there's a couple other characters on the show. Chang from Community. But you Chang. know what? I don't hate. I don't hate any of the members of Jackie Chan Adventures. Mm, well, no, because they're all they're all super it, cool. Yeah. You sometimes sometimes I hate Jackie. You hate Jackie? How can you hate Jackie? Sometimes. That's just blasphemy. Sometimes. All right. All right. Why sometimes? Defend. Defend your why you hate Jackie. He does. He will slowly run away from anything and everything. Like, there, there's one point where there's, like, a sumo chasing him, and then she's doing backflips. Smartest man in the world knows when to run. <laughs> it's can a you, sumo guy. I don't care if I can flip you, you're still gonna land on me, and it's gonna hurt. He's making a tumble of, like, 75, though. Jackie Chan. Because he's Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan can tumble. Like, forever. Now, when you want to talk about... So, Jackie Chan's skills seem a little unrealistic to you. Yes. But... Let's not talk about the cartoon Jackie Chan. Let's talk a little bit about real-life Jackie Chan. I did a little research. You know, I looked up the first paragraph of Wikipedia, and I read it with my eyeballs. And Jackie Chan has, like, a super crazy life. He's born to, like, a family that doesn't want him. They try to sell him to a doctor. He's a day old. His parents try to sell him for $26. Mm. Yeah, for real. He was born in Hong Kong post-World War II. His dad, this is the truth, 
His dad was a spy who worked for the Chinese government and like an undercover police officer who was hired to arrest his mother who was like a spy for some other people. And he did, and then he ended up marrying her like a year later? How does that make any sense? Spy love. Yeah, spy love. Goldfinger. Basically, Jackie Chan's is kind of like the... Oh wait, I can't say that. Never mind. Never mind. I almost said a bad word. Okay. I I'm just sorry. said. I, I just. I just think I said a bad word too. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to edit that out. Are you serious? Yeah. You cannot say 007. Well, there's a certain character that we have been told by a certain company who has had certain claims of losing. Wait, wait. Who does this? Does this company happen to have a video game system that's very popular? Yes! Oh, it's those people. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. They have a popular video game system, and they have a main character they're pretty proud of, who, let's say... is very action Yes, very action and uh, we've been told we are not allowed to discuss him on the show, for legal reasons. <laughs> and we edit that out, too. Hopefully, we, we tiptoed enough around that that this doesn't get taken down. Hopefully. But we can talk about Jackie Chan. <laughs> Jade. Jade has some ridiculous skills. Jade does have some ridiculous skills. She's so tiny. She is, but tiny Jackie Chan, like, so when he's a kid, he had those exact same skills because he's been acting since he was 10. You can go back and watch him do the stuff Jade's doing at the age of 10. Like I said, his parents didn't want him, so they sent him to this boarding school that trained him for like 15 hours a day to be a stuntman and an actor and a professional singer and a dancer. Doesn't he do ballet? In ballet, he does, he, basically Jackie Chan does everything. He's skilled. He's one of the number one recording artists in the world. Really? Yes. He, he sings music. Yeah, he sings music, and sure, his music's not very big in America, but in China, in the, that continent, in that side of the world, he's known here as like an action star. But over there, they know him as basically Bon Jovi meets Elvis. Meets Bruce Lee. So God. Yeah, he started he kicks over. Like, and sings songs. He's the bard who punches stuff. Yeah, he has like fifty albums. He's the monk bard. Fun fact: We talked about Mulan last week. Eventually, Disney got China. At first, China didn't want to release Mulan because the Chinese government's a little picky about what films they release to their population. Yeah. So you have to go to the government in China and get your movie approved by them. So it can be a little tricky. So Disney couldn't get them to release Mulan for obvious reasons. Huns attacked the Great Wall of China. There's a couple of things they didn't like. So they got Jackie Chan to voice and sing the songs in Mulan, and that's how they got Mulan to finally be able to be aired in China. Because the Chinese government was like, look, we find that a little offensive, that whole Huns defeating China thing. Can we rewrite it so China wins forever? And they're like, well, China wins the end of the movie. But no, 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 no. They, they found that kind of offensive. But put Jackie Chan in it, let's put it out. Right now, somewhere, there's a Chinese man listening to this over in China and being like, oh, stupid Americans. Probably, probably. There's probably not everywhere. I mean, someone in Germany is going to be like, this was stupid. <laughs> hey, I mean, last week we said America about 75 times. <laughs> we did. Because we talked about cars that were stars. and we America. Just, yeah, we just had to talk about Really, a lot of the things were muscle cars, so we just ended up screaming America at a microphone. We apologize for constantly being like America. Now, we'll let you know, we don't live in America. We live in a separate place out of time and space that we just upload straight from. Yeah, we're like a collective consciousness. 
We've talked about this before. Me and Josh are the same person. We just switch the body time to talk. Yeah, we're actually a, just a single entity with multiple personality disorder. Nice to meet you, other personalities. <coughs> this is an ongoing theory. I like this theory. Yeah, we've created our own fan theory about our own show. Because reasons. It was a slip-up that inevitably just became a thing. Isn't how most things become a thing? Is a slip-up? Penicillin was an accident. It's true. It's true. I thought about doing a show about how how crazy accidents affected the world. So you know what? Jackie Chan Adventures is fun because it has a big supporting cast. Oh, yeah. Like Taru, for instance. Taro. Taru. 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 Toro. Taru. Agent Black. That, right? He's the main agent. And Jade. And what is the girl secret agent's name? I can name. Stentai or something. The Black Widow, basically. Yeah, Black Widow. So we have the spy influence oh, all in there. And don't forget Uncle. And One more second, Joshua! <laughs> One more thing! <laughs> One more thing! And the fact that he cast every single spell by saying, Umu Gue Gue. Fighty Zao. Fighty Zao. I mean... Does it get any better than that? No, it does While usually dancing on one leg and waving around a spiked fish. Or a lizard. Or, or a lizard. Or both. Or, or both. Board. Or a piece board. of cheese. Something. Or an item used to produce a spell. A spell component. Or a Chinese finger trap. <laughs> All of these and more he uses by always saying Umu Gwego Fighties out to defeat magic. Because magic must defeat magic! <laughs> <laughs> Ah, see that? That's what we talk about. The show has its stereotypes. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. And Uncle, Uncle definitely fits that stereotype pretty hardcore. Oh yeah, he does. Oh, oh yeah, all the characters on there. I mean, there's there's a thing to have a wizard, and then there's a thing to have an Asian man cast spells of divine magic in a super Asian stereotypical magic way. <laughs> stereotypical magic way. Strange magic. What do I say? Like, what, what would I say to describe powers? Umu Focusing chi into one point. Okay. It's, yeah, it's chi, which super Asian. So most martial artists believe in. You focus your energy or your chi to one point, and you can cause more damage, or you can apparently counter a spell. Yeah. If you say Umu fighties out. Fighties out. <laughs> which. You know what I should have done before we recorded this? Looked up what that actually means. Why don't we do it now? Why don't we do it now? Can you find out what Umu Gwigwe Fidizao actually means? Or is it just gibberish? Okay, so according to the internet, Umu Gwigwe Fidizao is actually Cantonese for spirits, demons, ghosts, and monsters quickly go away. So, see? Umu Gwe I just thought of this whole time I thought it was something catchy he said. But see, Jackie Chan Adventures is it's informative deep. like that. I didn't know there was a, a serpent god with wings in Southern America. Quetzalcoatl? Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the original Dude, what, ancient aliens. What's, what's, the, what's the one that's, like, gonna destroy the world and start the apocalypse? What's his name? Chu something. I can't remember his name. Was he one of the Jackie Chan Adventures? One of the bad no, guys? No, not at all. He was actually on South Park. Oh, oh, I know. Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yes. That crazy thing. That's an Aztec god of death and destruction. Yeah. Yeah, Cth he, he ate hearts. Cthulhu is sort of a mixture between legends and the work of H.P. Lovecraft. 
Like, how we look at Cthulhu now is this crazy guy in the 1920s wrote a bunch of stories about him. It sort of reformed the character completely into the modern consciousness. Just made it whole. Just like Dracula. Just like Dracula. Dracula had, the legends had been around for a long time, but some one guy wrote the perfect book. I'm just saying, though. The man, Vlad the Impaler, really did impale his enemies on spikes outside of his castle, and he really did drink their blood. But it was all just to be like, yeah, go ahead, mess with me. See, I'm psychotic. Because historically, he was just so outmanned. Cause he all was, the time. Yeah, he was like 10,000 guys constantly fighting off 100,000 guys that wanted to kill him. So he basically had to do the uh, the first Batman thing. He had to go Michael Keaton and be like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts <laughs> at all times. And he pulled it off very well. And a legend was created that he is an undead nightmare to try to, you know, take over the world. Who can't see sunlight and can turn into a shard of bats and kill everyone? There's that. Oh, are you trying to reference the Dracula Untold? I haven't seen it. I want to. I'm sorry. It looks like a good twist on Dracula. Uh, yeah, that movie should have stayed untold for a reason. Oh, oh that bad? Yeah. It, okay, it wasn't that bad. It's just they amped it up. Okay, right now, every movie wants a universe right now. So, they took Dracula and tried to make him a superhero, basically. For about half the movie, it works. And for half the movie, it it does the opposite. Like, for every scene that you were like, this is awesome, there was also scenes where someone throws change at him, and because he's, like, affected by silver, they throw change in his general direction. There's, like, quarters on the ground, and he's like, oh, no! And then, really, he turns into bats, like, two scenes later... And, like, destroys a guy behind a silver wall, so... That makes no sense. Yeah. That by trying to action it up, they destroyed some of the what was cool about Dracula. We've, we've talked about why vampires and zombies and stuff are having hard times in modern cinema. Because we're becoming them. What, zombies? No, mentally. You are matching up with what the, you would view as the zombie. The zombie's no longer the bad guy. It's the anti-hero. Yes, okay, we, okay, our theory kind of goes along this line. Originally, zombies and, like, vampires, werewolves, were monsters that we were supposed to hate because they consumed. But now we're consumers. And as we've become to be a completely consumer culture, and now people make you feel guilty. Like, people are like, you should go green. You should do this. You should consume less before you consume more was good, and now that they've made it bad, we've somehow switched from where we feared those monsters to now we sympathize with those monsters. And as a culture, when we sympathize with something, it's hard to find it scary. I don't find it scary, but I'm sorry. There's a group of what look to be like vampires headed towards me, and nothing's gonna kill them but sun, my stake to the heart, and all that crap. I'm screwed. Yeah, but vampires don't... And that's horrifying. Vampires don't hunt you down and eat you anymore. They ask you out on a spaghetti date. And, and then they kill you. And then zombies, they don't run you down and eat you anymore. They solve crimes on the CW. Or they scratch you and steal your money because they force you to have to buy the brains to stay alive. Have you not seen a zombie? Not at all. Well, you, you just had it mostly ruined. I'm sorry. It's crazy. It's okay. It's it's pretty good show, though. So, wrapping up, what what else can we say... About Jackie Chan Adventures. The characters are great. It has a great story. It's a little bit racist, but it's pretty good, and I recommend you go watch it. And if you don't, you suck big floppy donkey dick. It's on Netflix. Conjecture. <laughs> Alliteration. It's on Netflix. It's on Crackle. 
Thanks a lot, guys, for listening. If you want to talk about Jackie Chan Adventures or anything we talked about on this week's show, because we brought them up a lot, and if you have anything to say about any of that, or just tell us we're complete idiots, do it. As always, we set out to talk about one thing and talked about 17. Glad we're consistent. Get mad at us. Yeah, get mad at us. Man, it's okay, man, because you know what? This was some crazy fun shit tonight. At least <laughs> respond to one of the 17. Yeah, one of the 17. You can do that several places. You can send us an email at tvfeels.outlook.com or keep up with us on Twitter or Tumblr. And that's TVFeels with a Z. T-V-F-E-E-L-Z. Or you could always hunt us down our podcast several places. TV Feels Podcast is streaming on Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And we appreciate all the likes, comments, shares, and five-star ratings. Not four-star ratings, not three-star ratings, but mostly the five-star ones that we get from you guys on iTunes. And we appreciate your support, and it really helps the show out. So, if you give us a five-star rating, we will read it on the show. We will see you guys next week when we will have more crazy television, pop culture, and nonsense to talk about. And you'll be bored and have nothing better to do. (laughs) And you all have a great evening. Goodbye.